shamefully. Because I was just giving the standard, the basic, fundamentally giving with no heart behind it. Going over and looking at examining this and evaluating myself, my soul, and how my salvation was, and looking at the series of the, the men's series of, of the seven aspects of the whole man, and I looked at it from just one component, because there's so many components as occupational, and how God raised me through that and through my work of employment. I've been at my job for 28 years. And I can remember that first paycheck I got. I felt I hit the lotto. I did. I wanted to go buy this, buy that, and buy this. And, and it was all focused me because I felt my living standards were raised. But how shallow was I? But praise be to God, uh, July 6, 1996, I was baptized. Since then, I've been faithfully giving. But again, I had to go back and reevaluate the heart behind the giving. And the treasure principle reminded me, yes, your standard of living was raised. I kept you faithful for 28 years at your job. You've been faithful since July 19. July 1960, I mean, July 1996, my birthday's 1966. <laughs> but you've been there, and I protected you, and I raised you from a warehouse worker to now in a corporate employee. Yeah, I worked my way up. I went to college, studied, did the hard work, but it was God guiding me through the whole process to realize that I'm going to be somewhere where I can give, where I can share my time, where I can be with somebody because of that. And I'm here in, in Texas now, enjoying the fellowship. And it wasn't the benefits or position from the harvest that God has placed me in. And I'm thankful because of my offering to God needed that connection. It needed that understanding. And the scripture in the treasure principle, going over the men's series, bonded those two together and helped me to realize I needed to do more. Because I had to evaluate the life that God given me. I had to evaluate the standard of my giving in comparison to that scripture and was I living to that. So for me and over my career and over the years of my baptism since then and after reading the treasure principle I just not just had to change my standard of living but I had to really evaluate that living in comparison to my standard of giving. And I changed my giving. I raised it another third. And I'm planning on reevaluating it again. Can I give more? Because there are needs to be met. There are needs of the community to raise up other leaders, to put people on staff, to meet the mission's contribution. Those are the treasures of what God has put me here for. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for hearing me. So I am Nicole from the Campus Ministry. <laughs> nice. Um, so recently, as we've been going through the Treasure Principles, um, we'd kind of been focusing on where we'd been deciding to give our money, um, more so in the Campus Ministry. Um, we had a couple speakers, Mr. Mejica, come and help us to really 
analyze where we're going, we're deciding to give her heart. Um, which brings me back to the treasure principle here. And the one that challenged me the most was key number two, um, where I'm putting my heart um, and where I'm deciding to put God's money. And just as I'm taking up Mr. Mojica's challenge and really <laughs> tracking my spending and seeing where it was going, I would realized that more of my money had been going to um, random unnecessary beauty products like makeup and different things like that, more so than what I'd been giving each Sunday. And as I'm just going back and looking through the months of this and just seeing how consistent that was, um, that really <laughs> troubled me and that really challenged my heart. Um, I'd realized that this was an area that I hadn't actively been making Jesus Lord in. And I'd been more so giving my heart to myself rather than to building up God's kingdom. And uh, as you can see, it was very, uh, I was feeling very distraught at the time. And so with that, I kind of helped motivate me to create this plan of repentance or to ask myself this question whenever I just so happened to randomly end up in a Sephora or end up in a Target and I'm trying to figure out why these things are in my hand. Uh, <laughs> um, I ask myself uh, this question every time now, which is the amount of money that I'm giving towards this product right now isn't more than what I gave last Sunday. Um, <laughs> and the answer, if it's more, then it's going back. Um, and it's kind of, it's helped me to put the product down and keep on going instead of wanting to, you know, indulge in this and indulge in that. And with that, with kind of keeping up with that question and asking that, it's helped me to be more aware of where I'm putting my money, where I'm deciding to give my heart um, and really focus on where I'm dedicating this gift that God has given me rather than just keeping it to myself. And so... My name is Steve Wingard, and I'm going to talk about two of the principles. I'm going to say that I'm recovering from one and trying to aspire to the other. Okay, so the one that she just shared about, so I want to talk about going from bad number two to good number five. All right, so a bad number two is my heart was concerned about status, right? So my schema is what's called performance trap. I desire to be accepted by others. I like looking good. I like external stuff, so that's a form of materialism, right? It's external. Number five is giving is the only antidote to materialism. So a little audience participation here. I want to uh, read some stuff and then ask you a few questions. So Ecclesiastes number five, referred to on page 55, right before this principle, uh, principle number five, says the sleep of a laborer is sweet. Whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of a rich man permits him no sleep. Okay? So everybody can imagine, right, sleeping well and being tense. Like when my alarm went off this morning at 5 o'clock and my wife said, why didn't you set it right? Why did you wake me up? There was a little tension. Okay? So have you gone to bed going, why are my tense? Right? So let's, I want to ask you. And we'll do this, uh, you know, maybe not verbally out loud, but there are many studies. If you go Google this, 
what is this, how much money does it take to be happy? Has anybody Googled this besides me? What's it say? Whatever the studies say. It, okay, anybody? Yes, sir. Yes. We'll let the elders speak. How about that? You guys want to let the elders speak? For U.S. or worldwide? 70,000. Okay, so the answer is more typically in the 70 to 80,000 range, but it depends upon what part of the world you do the study from. Okay? For example, if you happen to live in Kuwait and everybody has an oil well, then they think that their standard of living says that they get $270,000 a year of income because the government gives them money, right? So it's part of it is relative to where you're from, but the answer is, is for, forget the number, the answer is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When your basic needs are taken care of, you should be happy. If you aren't, you're the problem. Fair enough? Okay. So I went past 70. I wasn't happy. Right? And the reason I wasn't happy is back to status. Okay? So the thing that happened to me a few years ago, uh, besides the kids being born and me having to rethink um, life and what my values are, was uh, I had a correction in my income. I had an issue with my, with my business. I left my business. And what I quickly discovered was is that I didn't live below my means. Okay? And, and subsequent to that... Um, you know, we've had money pressure and stuff. And, well, money pressure, like was just shared, money pressure turns to what am I giving, right? So faithfully given, I haven't been proud all the time of what I've given, but we've faithfully given. And so what Stacy and I have done is, is, is re, you know, have been more uh, deliberate about talking. What are we spending money on? What's the standard of living that we want for our family? And, what, and how do we want to give? So two concepts here. All right, the scriptures that were mentioned during this, uh, for, for number five, was Matthew six nineteen through 21. And I want to read that real quick. We're all used to it. but um, So Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, kind of nasty sounding, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Okay? For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So if, 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 if status was my issue and I left my business, guess where my heart went? Something I no longer could control. And that was a root, that was a root awakening for me. Okay? Second Corinthians eight, verse seven. All right, so one of my uh, let me pause for a second before I read that. So one of my decisions that I made after that was I'm like, you know, I can't always control the end result, but I can control what I do. So I recommitted myself to having a growth mindset and being humble about learning, okay? So I'm like, if I'm growing, I'm always valuable. If I'm growing, and if I have a heart to give, then I'm valuable, right? Because I, you can measure my result by how valuable, how giving I am to others, okay? So that was my, deci- that was my business decision, right? Well, interesting, then come along to the principle of um, giving is the only antidote to materialism, The question I had to ask then was, is do I have that same standard about a growth mindset towards giving as I do towards business, okay? So, now, we have a lot of young people here today. The good news for you when you're young is that your heart is moldable and your brain is moldable. It's called neuroplasticity, 
right? You can learn these things. The problem is if you're older is that the, that, that the reality is, is that we usually learn stuff through pain and suffering. <laughs> so I appeal to this side of the room. <laughs> learn it while you're young, right? So in, my, in our case, we had to go through pain and suffering. When you establish a standard of living and there's hard cost to that, house, car, and stuff like that, you know, it's painful to go, okay, well, get rid of the car, downsize the car, downsize the house. Okay, those are big things. You know, if you're, no offense to the makeup, you know, makeup's easier. I'm like, okay, I can put makeup on today or I can't, right? Or I can buy this brand or I can buy that brand. You know, that's an easier decision to make than, you know, this do I get rid of this car and go, go do that one? So learn the habits now. So I appeal to you, right? Back to John said that he's been faithfully given. We've been faithfully given. I've been asked many times over the years by, by an accountant, can you prove that the, you give this much money to the church? Right? The reason is because the national average is how much for people that give to church? What's the average, national average? Say it louder. I'm, I'm, I'm older. Between two and three. Right? Right around two and a half percent. So if you give above two and a half percent, you stand out. Right? What is what is a tithe? What's a tithe? What percent is that? Okay. So, you know, so I would challenge you as we're going through this, get some help. Right? My reaction with status is with if you if status is too much, you're ashamed to show the truth. You're ashamed to ask. Right? Hey, I I don't really want to show you this, but can you help me with this? Okay? We're going through this. The mindset of the church right now is we're all talking about money. It's not always going to be this way. Okay? So if you have a question, there are people around that are very good examples of doing well in business, doing well with their finances, and doing well with giving. Okay? So if you have even a smidgen of guilt, I would say don't hide that. Okay? I'm not saying tell it to the world, but go to somebody and just say, hey, brother, can, hey, brother, hey, sister, can you help me out? I want to talk through this. Okay? So, all right. Um, so the simple answer is, if your heart is concerned about status like my was, mine was and can be, then your eyes are on yourself. So the answer is, is are your eyes on yourself or are your eyes and your heart on others? Thank you very much. Testing, check. Amen, guys. Um, let's go ahead and give it up for our speakers here this morning. Very, very grateful. Uh, grateful for their hearts to share, uh, really in a vulnerable, honest, and real way, reflecting on. Uh, what the Treasure Principles series has meant for them. I appreciate hearing from our brother John who uh, shared about his life and the self-indulgence that he was in. And God comes into our lives and radically helps shift our minds to now being selfless. And for him to have the maturity as uh, God blesses him to know that he's got to raise his standard of giving as well. I think of Nicole and for young people who are just figuring this out, right? They're, they're just starting. They're getting their first job, their first paychecks. And, uh, you know, I, I can't give much. Or what does my giving really do towards the church or for my life? It does a lot. And uh, don't wait until you're like, man, okay, 
you know, I'll be generous once I'm generous with God, once God is generous with me, then I'll be faithful and I'll give. Uh, the reality is, you know, he says those who are given little and be entrusted with little uh, will be entrusted with much. And so it really starts now. So whatever you have now, you, you won't always be making $8 an hour or whatever that is. But the reality is, can you be faithful with it now so you can be faithful later on in your life? And then our brother Steve, you know, listening to him, you can tell uh, there's been many things he's learned the hard way, right? He's been, uh, you know, street knowledgeable when it comes to finances and things like that. But I agree with him as well. Uh, I had to open my mouth. I had to not keep this subject as taboo or, you know, this is very personal. This is like, hey, people can't really know about my stuff. It's maybe embarrassing when you start to compare or whatever. It's not about that. It's about having, helping each person learn. This is a, a thing we learn. No one is just off the, out of the womb responsible with their finances. We have to learn. And I'm grateful that as a church we're willing to do that. We're willing to get down and dirty with each other. First and foremost with God and, and having him as the forefront of why we do what we do. And his scriptures will point us in that direction. But then practically speaking, what does that mean for you and your budget and your giving? And, and that's where you need brothers and sisters in your life that can really help you uh, really implement uh, these, uh, these principles here. So uh, thank you. Thank you again for all those who have shared this morning. We're going to go ahead and close out with one final song. And uh, before we do, I'm going to have the singers come on up. Uh, but I do want to remind uh, everyone here, we will be back here for service uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, I know we do have something special here that I need to announce. I'm looking for it here. It is this weekend, uh, March 10th. I'm not sure if we had that slide. I think it's coming up. But, okay, midweek services, yes. Uh, International Women's uh, Focus, uh, Press for Progress. So this Wednesday, the women will be getting together. And then the following day, uh, there is uh, uh, something that will be taking place. Can we go back to that slide? I'm sorry. That we will be doing all together. All women do something bold for God. So this is something internationally being done. So, you know, wherever you're at, whatever city, community you're at, you are joined by women all around the world. And so uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be a great thing there. The next slide, uh, as we close out, our singles devotional, congregational singles devotional, uh, will be taking place this Friday, uh, the 9th, 730, uh, at Capel, Four Points uh, Sheraton there. Our guest speaker, Dinesh George, uh, will be speaking uh, to the singles. And then on, on emotional intelligence. And then on Saturday, a very special workshop, Reaching the Hindu Community. Uh, our brother Dinesh George, uh, is Southeast Asia, Asia, he's an evangelist there, will be speaking uh, to us and so giving us nuggets on how to reach uh, that part of the world here in Dallas, Texas. So that's uh, Saturday, uh, 9 to 11 here at the Plano uh, building. A little bit of child care will be provided there. And so, uh, and so that, that is it. All right, looks like we have our song leaders here. Last announcement here. If you didn't know, now you know. Our brother Tommy and Betty were engaged about two weekends ago. If, if you were wondering why he had an extra step in his, uh, pep in his step here this morning, that's why. But let's go ahead and close out with a final song.
All the kids. Oh, thank you. Can we have all of the kids in the middle aisle, please? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, everyone, all the kiddos. If you're